Welcome to the Church of Spenstology, brought you by Sweatpants. Sweatpants, a sign that you've given up since 1932. Sweatpants, now here's your host wearing sweatpants, Spence. I am. And I ran out of clean ones, so I borrowed my wives. And if I stand up right now, you will see across my butt written the word juicy. <laughs> Turquoise sweatpants. Juicy and pink across these wonderful firm buttocks. It is the Church of Spenstology podcast, episode number 129. The same number of days it feels like I've been cooped up in my house with my family, and it's not going well. Today, the argument started with a look, just a simple look. I didn't do anything, okay? I didn't do anything. I looked at her, and, and she just, ugh. And I shrugged my shoulders. I threw my hands up. I'm like, I didn't even say anything. And then she accused me of having judgmental eyebrows. <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. But <laughs> I do apparently have judgmental eyebrows. And going to get judgy today, quite honestly. Uh, we're going to talk about hypocrisy and it doesn't, doesn't sound fun, right? Doesn't sound sexy. But in watching all of these so-called leaders telling us what to do and what not to do, I'm getting a little tired of this attitude of do, I, do as I say, not as I do. And they think really that, that we're stupid and they're better than we are. We're going to do that. I have a song of the week, a, a Commodore's parody that I think you'll like. The video's, I think the video's awesome. I'll tell you how to see that uh, coming up in just a second. But first, what happens when I say, Alexa, play Spence is an Amazing Lover? Here's Romance Novel by Ninja Sex Party That's not right. on Amazon Music. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this, but I, Danny Sexbank, have been quietly working on the sexiest romance novel ever for the past 16 years. I would like to share a taste of it with you now. Please enjoy this excerpt from my deeply sensual tale, Claudia Goes to Schlongtown. Part 6, <laughs> The Erectening. Ninja Brian, would you? <laughs> I love penis, Claudia said to Jeff, seductively caressing both of her yam-yams. Oh, God. Allow me to get you some from the kitchen, Jeff said, with a twinkle in his eye. No, not peanuts, Jeff. Those aren't the nuts I'm interested in. <laughs> She grabbed him on the penisiest part of his okay, body. Okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I guess I must have said it wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> that was an excerpt from Claudia Goes to Schlongtown, in case you're wondering. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about hypocrisy. It's going to get serious. I'm tired of people in power telling us to do one thing and then doing the exact opposite. But I would like to uh, actually go back to a simpler time when all we worried about here in Las Vegas we're grasshoppers. An invasion of biblical proportions. Why are they here? Where did they come from? Are they ever going to stop jumping in my pool? Grasshoppers! From the makers of Sharknado, the end times have finally come to Sin City. In Grasshopocalypse! An entire city consumed by rabid hordes of voracious winged devils, loitering on our sidewalks, smashing against our windshields, and having all-night parties in the Luxor light. Grasshopocalypse! The swarm is here. Look into their beady eyes. You can actually see them masterminding a plan to jump in your hair in Grasshopocalypse! Grasshopocalypse! Rated G for, well, you know. Grasshopocalypse! 
those wonderful summer days of July 2019. <laughs> How we wish we could go back in time. The Church of Spenceology. He's flattening the curve by fattening his curves. Here's Spence. You know, you can follow, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff at Spenceology. Uh, S-P-E-N-C-E-T-O-L-O-G-Y. Please do. Um, yeah, I'm still out of work. And quite honestly, for what I do, uh, it's going to be a minute, but trying to keep going by keeping the, the blade sharp, by doing podcasts and bits and whatnot, spenstology.com, you can find all of that. In fact, a brand new song of the week coming up in just a second. Okay, so I want to I get into the hypocrisy of the coronavirus epidemic and what we're told to do and all of that. Because if there's one thing that drives me absolutely crazy... It's hypocrisy, this attitude of do as I say, not as I do, right? And the first example, and I posted this on on Twitter a while ago, is a photo of the president speaking, and then behind him are seven other people, the vice president, some type of military people, Dr. Bricks. And of course, they're preaching social distancing. They're preaching six feet away. They're even now preaching, according to the CDC, that you should wear some sort of cloth over your face, whether it's the N95 mask, if you're lucky enough to find one of those, or a bandana that creatively I learned how to make into a mask using a couple of hair ties. And I'll be honest, I was completely blown away by that. And I tried it, except one of two things. The hair ties I had weren't big enough, or I have a fat face, because... (laughs) I pulled it across, it folded my ears in, and I'm like, I'm not going into public. I am not going into Smith's with my ears folded over like some sort of hillbilly. I can't do it. So I adjusted. I adjusted. I made it work, but still fascinated. But there are the leaders of the coronavirus task force, president included, and they're, they're saying to do all this stuff. Do any of them have masks on? No. And I understand the president has to talk. Okay, fine. But none of the other people do. Are they six feet apart? No, they're standing shoulder to shoulder. Now, I'm willing to understand that all of them have been tested and and none of them have it as far as we know. You can be asymptomatic though, can't you? So Dr. Bricks might have it. The vice president might have it. He doesn't know it. And maybe in a week from now, all of them will have it. But I can't stand the hypocrisy of them telling us you should do this, and then they don't do it at all. And we can go back a few weeks to that one conference with the president touching the microphone, and everybody, and he's shaking everybody's hands, and it's like, what are you doing? I'm tired of the idea that they think that they are better than us. They think the rules don't apply to them. And it doesn't just go with the president or politicians. It goes in your everyday life as well. There are those that think it just doesn't apply to them and screw everybody. doesn't matter. But the hypocrisy of it drives me absolutely nuts. I don't know if you saw today that the Scottish chief medical officer, she resigned. Her name is Dr. Catherine Calderwood. And she was the public face of the Scottish government for their public information campaign. And she you know, has voiced repeatedly in a beautiful Scottish brogue to help save lives, stay at home. So why did she resign? Hypocrisy. Two times, the Scottish chief medical officer, Mrs. Calderwood, made trips from Edinburgh, her family home, to her second home in in Earlsbury in Fife. I don't know where that is either, 
but it's an hour away from Edinburgh. So let's pretend that we're here and we have a family home in, let's just say Mesquite, okay? So twice, two different weekends, the person telling the Scottish people to sacrifice and stay at home so we can save lives has packed up her, her van and driven the family up to another home to stay and, and enjoy life. So she's resigned. Now, I will say this. I don't have a problem with her taking this trip. As I've said before, in my house, there's five of us, okay? If I get sick, there's a good chance everybody else is going to get sick. My wife gets sick. There's a good, you, you see what I'm saying? So if the five of us go somewhere together, away from everybody else, we're not hurting anybody, okay? So, so Dr. Calderwood going to her second home with her family that she's living with in Edinburgh the whole time anyway, I don't really care. And there's photos and it's scandalous. They're walking on the beach with their dogs and the whole thing. And you know what? I don't care. Every day I go out for a run or, or for a walk. I social distance. I stay away from everybody. But I go do it. I'm getting out of the house. And the odds of me catching it is pretty slim in that case. I don't have to stay in my house. I spend a lot of time in my backyard. Again, social distancing with my family. So I don't, it doesn't bother me that she took this trip with her family. They're not hurting anybody. They're not going to infect. Now, the problem is the hypocrisy of it because she thinks she's better than everybody else. She thinks the rules that she even speaks that, that, that they don't apply to her or her family. That's for the other people. And typically, it's for poor people. It's for the idiots. You guys are too stupid. That's why we have to do this. But me, I'm smart. I'm a doctor. I will. The hypocrisy drives me absolutely nuts. And it, it, it even continues in the state of Nevada. And it's not so much hypocrisy from our governor. He's setting down the rules, and he's stating them, and he's very much... If you're old school, there was a Russian uh, dictator named Khrushchev who, at the United Nations, took a shoe off and slammed it on a podium. Sisolak is very much a, rah, rah, I'm in charge, rah, rah, rah. And, and for me, pound sand, pull it back a little bit, just talk to me like I'm a human being. But he was on Fox 5, and, and this is what he is saying regarding what's going on with social distancing and, and stay home for Nevada. I drive in, there's too many cars on the road. There's too many people that are still not following these rules and they're out walking around together, hanging out at the store. Really quick, nobody hangs out at the store, Governor. I realize you don't have to go to the grocery store, and I'm cool with that. You either order it and they bring it in. You and your wife aren't going to the grocery store, or you have an assistant who goes out and gets your groceries, okay? And you have no concept of what it's like at the grocery store. We don't hang out at the grocery. We go in, we hope to find the items that we want, and then we go home. Okay, you close TJ Maxx, so I can't hang out there anymore looking for, you know, cute little knickknacks to put in my house that I'll like for six months and then, you know, put them in a yard sale because, I mean, why did I buy this? Sure, I got a good deal. I mean, it was TJ Maxx, but did I really want this? Did I really need a ceramic frog uh, salt and pepper shaker no i didn't really need it but damn it was adorable so we're not hanging out at the store and i don't think the governor has any concept of that far as i know i'm allowed to go out for a run and i do it every day i'm not around anybody my question though 
and why it bothers me on the hypocrisy side. He's saying all this all the time and very gruffly, this is how it's supposed to be. And then he, he later says that he may even step up what's going on. If we don't get more cooperation, we're going to have to take more drastic measures. Okay, well, I guess we could start, Governor, with shutting down the golf courses. This is the hypocrisy part of this. Why are golf courses open? If he's talking about people hanging out at the store, walking around together, why are golf courses open? Let me say I have no problem with golf, golfers, golf courses. I have no problem with the golf courses being open. No issue with it whatsoever. Because you know what? Golfers practice social distancing. I've played golf very poorly, but I have played it. And what I've noticed is if there's a foursome in golf, one of them's hitting, one of them's out cursing and yelling in the bushes trying to find their ball, another one is taking a piss in another part of the bushes, and another dude is distracted and on his cell phone. They're social distancing, okay? I got no problem with it. And, and, and the restrictions have come down. The clubhouses aren't open. They, they disinfect every cart. Everybody has to ride their own cart. Okay, fine. Again, I don't have a problem with it. People need to get out of the house. And if that's the thing, then that's your thing. But if you're going to go on and say, oh, people are hanging out at the store. Governor, you're clueless. And what bothers me is it's, it's hypocritical. And what makes me think is it makes me think the governor has investments maybe in the golf courses or his business buddies have called him up and said, hey, uh, you know, my livelihood is the golf course. Uh, could, you know, could, it's out in the open air. We'll disinfect the carts, Governor. What's the difference between hanging out in a store, Governor, or hanging out with four buddies for four hours on a golf course? And by the way, I checked Google. National, Eagle Crest, Angel Park, Siena, Bears Best, Revere. They're, they're all open. You can go play golf if you want. Doesn't sound essential to me, but it does sound like people with money that like to dress funny. <laughs> okay, take that away. They don't really dress funny anymore. Just a polo shirt, a pair of shorts. But it sounds to me like business types that might have some sway with the governor, they get their way, and that's going to be open. Yet, uh, the rest of us are hanging out at the store, yet we're there just hoping to get some toilet paper and some canned tuna. It just seems to me out of touch, and it sounds hypocritical. And I don't like it. Keep them open, then. Keep open the golf courses. I've got no problem with it. Shut up, Governor. Shut up about people hanging out at the stores. Nobody is hanging out at the goddamn store. And then, you know, what I do like about the coronavirus, it, it doesn't give a shit. It doesn't care if, what race you are, what your religion is nationality, gender, sexual orientation. It doesn't care if you're poor. It doesn't care if you're wealthy. As you might have heard, the British prime minister, like as far as world leaders go, that's like right up there, man. <laughs> you got the president of the United States. You got the, you know, you got the chancellor of Germany. You got the you know, British prime minister. Boris Johnson, he's a loudmouth. He now has coronavirus he's had it and they moved him to icu now prayers and well wishes that he pulls through this he's going to get the best care possible he's the prime minister but listen to what he said just about a month ago 
that I, 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 I'm shaking hands continuously. I was at a, I was at a hospital the other night where I think there were, a few, there were actually a few coronavirus uh, patients, and I shook hands with everybody. Uh, you'll be pleased to know, and, and I continue to shake hands. And uh, uh, I think it's very important that we, you know, people obviously can make up their own minds. I think the Matt has said that people must make up their own minds, but I think the scientific evidence is well. I'll hand over to the to, to the experts, but, but our, judgment, our judgment is wash. Uh, washing your hands is the crucial thing. Now, I, I will give you this. This was a month ago. Uh, yeah. Okay? This was a month ago. The Prime Minister went into a hospital ward with people with coronavirus. And he, you know what? Screw you. I'm going to shake people's hands. Because that's the way we do it. And he's end up with coronavirus. And, and he's in an ICU. By the way, that's the same thing as saying, you know what? I went to a brothel. I had sex with all the prostitutes. Every single one of them. Some of them had HIV, I think. But you know what? Afterward, I washed my dick. It's all about washing your dick. Now, we'll have to see once the Prime Minister recovers from coronavirus, and we pray that he does, if he still will believe in this notion that, you know what? Screw everything. I'm going to shake hands. Now, that would be, you know the hypocrisy of it he comes out and says uh, i was wrong uh please don't shake hands but then he continues to go around shaking people's hands i have a feeling an illness like this and the fact that he's in intensive care it may shift his belief system a little bit and maybe he'll come out of it going okay maybe uh maybe i was wrong about that but that's not what we've learned thus far um the hypocrisy of of pro-life ministers Again, I'm not making a comment on abortion on whether you believe pro-life or you're, you're, uh, you're okay with abortion. But if you're pro-life and then you're willing to risk a thousand people's lives just so you can get up on stage and ask them to pat a, you know, pass the hat around so you can make some more money for your church, that doesn't seem to me like you're very pro-life. In fact, if, if one of your parishioners dies because you brought them all together and, you know, flouted state law, which said you can't do it, then, then how pro-life are you? I was talking about that Arkansas minister in la uh, last podcast. Oh, I, uh, whatever, has a big church gathering. Three people have died. What, up to three dozen are sick, including his wife. And, and one of the guys that died was a 91-year-old usher, a greeter, at the front door. Passed away because this church decided to go, ah, that's not, that doesn't apply to us. God said it doesn't, well, God didn't say that to me, but God said it to him that it doesn't apply. So the hypocrisy of all of this absolutely drives me nuts. And if I see one more 65-year-old white guy in a MAGA hat yell at somebody at Walgreens yelling it's a hoax, I am going to lose my shit. Now... <laughs> A song of the week. By the way, the video for this is really good. See it at spenstology.com. I say it's really good because uh, I used uh, the state-of-the-art Zoom technology. A cast of thousands! 25 friends. <laughs> and it kind of talks about, by the way, yesterday, uh, this was recorded on Monday, Sunday, uh, the laziest day I think ever for me in my entire life. I watched... Sunderland Until I Die. It's a, a soccer docuseries on Netflix about the Sunderland Football Club. Sunderland is a Northeast England club.
closer to Edinburgh than it is to London. And the accents are amazing. But I'm telling you, I didn't leave the couch all day because I was lazy. And with apologies to Lionel Richie and all of the Commodores, here is this week's Song of the Week, titled Lazy. It's been three Mondays since I've done anything. Been stuck in my house three weeks tomorrow. Lying on the couch watching Tiger King without pants. It's not my fault, they said to stay home Yeah, that's why I'm lazy Life at home is really boring That's why I'm lazy The Church of Spence-tology podcast with your host Spence, whose 401k is now worth $13.45. Yep, and at this rate, I will be able to retire when I turn 309. Thank you to Professor Blue and Castor Troy for the music Late Night Touch. And Alexa has more information. Give her a listen. Follow Spence on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Spencetology at S-P-E-N-C-E-T-O-L-O-G-Y. And check out Spencetology.com. Yeah, please do. Videos, bits, comedy, all kinds of stuff there. And if you're a potential employer... I need you. Email me, spencetology at hotmail.com. This is the Church of Spencetology podcast. Thank you for listening.